Leadership in God's Church and Your Home, next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. From the world's perspective, there is a way to rule and reign, lead. More often than not, it's quite contrary from God's Word. Hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Our time together today returns us to the book of Hebrews. We find ourselves here in chapter 13, and today we'll focus on verses 7 through 17, leadership in God's church and your home. With today's broadcast of Truth For Today, once again, Pastor Phil Howard. Turn, if you will, I'm going to take some liberty with Hebrews uh, 13, and I'm going to select two verses, and then I'm going to look and consider not only leadership in the church, but leadership in the home. And uh, we'll read the verses, and then I want us to just take in a bit of this definition that John Piper gives that I think is a terrific spiritual definition of leadership. Listen to what he says in verse 7. And we will pick up 1 through 6 next week. But I just, for this day, I wanted to take this liberty. Verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Now, a good measure of a leader is what kind of life are you seeing evidence? What, what's the outcome? Uh, and he says, remember those who in the early days most likely led you to the Lord, taught you the faith, and on and on. And he says, remember them and imitate the kind of men they were. Don't imitate the man per se, but his faith, the kind of life hopefully that you saw Christ in. Then it says, verse 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. So he he looks at the responsibility of the people to a leader, the responsibility of the lead, And then he tells the responsibility of the leaders. Now watch what he says. Let them do this. He first says, they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Leadership must always be accountable. And God said, if you don't have any human accountability, you can be sure on divine accountability. I'm going to ask you, what did you do with my church? What did you do with my flock? What did you do? Don't seek to be teachers because I'm going to hold you to a greater standard. It's scary to have a big ambition to lead a church. God had better bring you to it because it's a scary accountability. I hope we don't scare off anybody. Most churches are not being stampeded by men who want to lead. He goes on. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. 
for that would be of no advantage to you. Now look, if you will, turn over to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. Where should you go when you're looking for leaders? In the church especially. Verse 4, chapter 3. If you're in the Spirit, you know these things. It just comes automatic. <laughs> He's telling what the characteristics of a bishop should look like. And then he goes down here that he must manage his own household well. Now, that doesn't mean the dogs and the lawn only. It's those who live in it. It would be nice if you'd cut the lawn too. They should do this with dignity, not various ways you can lead the household. Keeping his children submissive, and I'm taking this to be minor children growing up until they leave the home. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? Let's go back to Hebrews. And before we do that, I want you to notice this definition we printed out for you. Uh, Spiritual leadership defined. I take this from John Piper. I love this definition. Notice, spiritual leadership is knowing where God wants people to be. Spiritual leadership, if you're going to lead anybody spiritually, a church, a home, a life, where does God want them to be? Now, doesn't he want them to become Christ-like? Doesn't he want them to mature? Doesn't he want them to grow up in God? Well, you've got to know that as the leader. It can't be your agenda. It can't be just what you want to do with them. I want to make you in my image. No, 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 no. We don't produce clones. We don't produce dittos. We produce people that ultimately look like Christ, not like the leader that trained them. But what's scary, Luke 6.40 says, when a disciple's been fully taught, they will look like the one that taught them. 6.40. Scares you that your kids look so much like you. And that a church acts so much like its fallen pastors. Just sinners themselves. What's scary about church leadership is God takes sheep to lead sheep. That's why I know your problems. I have the same ones. We're all wayward by nature, stubborn and blind and vulnerable and weak, so we should understand each other. So he goes on. They know where God wants the people to be, and he takes the initiative. Leadership is never passive. They take the initiative to use God's methods to get them there in reliance on God's power. I break this down. You've got to know where God wants the people led. Two, you've got to be available for God to use you to make a difference. You're not going to just keep critiquing the church needs this, the church needs that, this needs that. They're not doing that. Uh, no. uh, wait, wait, would you quit telling us all that and do something about it? 
Would you become available? No, I'm here to judge. I'll tell you what's wrong with that church. One of the things wrong with it is you. If every member was just like you, what kind of church would we be? Use divine means for divine ends. We've got to use the means of the word, the means of prayer, the means of Christ-like attitudes, the means God has designed to bring people to maturity. Colossians says, I preach, I teach, I admonish that I might present every man mature, mature in Christ. And then we depend upon God no matter if we're leading a home or a church. Uh, we depend upon God for divine enablement. Now, there's four things he wants to happen in church leadership mentioned in Hebrews. Let's pick them out. Number one, remember those who led you in the past. And the big idea is remember the kind of people they were, the kind of faith they exercised. Imitate their faith. Don't imitate their faults. Imitate their faith. Imitate what they taught you about God. And don't we all need leaders in our life? And do you ever look back and thank God and remember with fondness those people who had a spiritual impact on your development? I mean, you have a debt of gratitude. Remember them with fondness. Remember their faith. Then he goes to verse 17. He said, follow present leaders. Obey your leaders. And what does that mean? Uh, I've heard people say, well, I'm not into blind loyalty. Don't worry. I know you grew up near Berkeley. Question authority. Question authority. And we're good at that, and there's so much lousy. Look at what's going on in the Oakland Police Force. These are our community leaders. No models. No models for us. He said, obey. What does that mean? Uh, go along with everything a leader says, everything they tell you. You can't have your own opinion. Uh, now, I did at one time have a deacon that used to always use this line on me. Well, let me play the devil's advocate. I said, the devil doesn't need any help. <laughs> he, he doesn't need, I don't need to hear what the devil thinks. What does God think? Let me give you the meaning of this word. It's a Greek word, paito. You can look it up in a lexicon. It goes this way. Be willing to be persuaded. Be willing to be persuaded. To induce one by the means of words to believe something. It's translated to believe, to trust. So, can we by words persuade you in a direction to go? Are, are you teachable? Are you willing if a case is made to be led? Because you cannot lead a people that refuse to be led. And now our problem today is gullibility over here, no discernment, and you get crooks over here. So in a day when there's many crooks that are called leaders, and you got gullible people, it's a disaster when you hear obey. But if you discern they're leading in the paths God wants, they're using God's word, they're relying on the Holy Spirit, I believe they're out for the good of the flock, I'm willing to be led and persuaded to follow. That's why 
whoever the leader is, had better have biblical authority for the way he wants to take you. Now, what's tough in church life, there's a lot of things we don't have a verse about what to do, what color the pews ought to be. And you'd be amazed at how many churches have split over it. That's why building programs work havoc on most churches. Most pastors, I've read the statistics, uh, resign within a year of a building program. Why? You're raising money. You're designing buildings. You're doing a lot of stuff that you don't have a verse. Well, I think the building ought to be this configuration. Give me a verse for that. That's just your opinion. Well, my opinion is nearly revelation, you know. No, it's not. We got a hundred other brothers here think you're crazy. Well, I'm not going to go to church where my opinion isn't followed. I just heard a uh, Church of God in Christ preacher, black preacher with a large church, has now with the Lord Gibson. He was saying, I don't trust anybody that says, Pastor, I'll be loyal to you. I'll be with you all the way. He said, oh, no, no, no. I put no stock in that. One misunderstanding and they're gone. We'll be with you. No, you won't. No, you won't. Unless you get your way, you won't be with us. There's only one who said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Only one that can keep his word. The rest of us are fickle. So how do you get people to be persuaded? Well, the Spirit of God has to work. And uh, we just simply have to say, am I a teachable person that's willing to be led? Because God appointed human leaders to lead. Are they infallible? No. So you keep your Bible open while they're talking to you. Now, when it comes to money, when it talks to colors, design, and a thousand other issues in life that you don't have an exact word from God, let us seek to be of one mind, one spirit, and maybe it'd help if we'd pray about it. Maybe God could take stubborn wills and blend us into unity. Do you think that's possible? If it's not, we don't have a chance. We don't have a chance. Well, he goes on to say, not only obey them, but submit to them. I love this. This wasn't written to the women in the church only, but to the men. Submission is a biblical concept for those who walk in the Spirit are submissive people. You remember that? It's not just a feminist term. It's not just a term for the women. It's for everybody in the assembly. Obey them. Submit to them. Uh, And if you don't like their decision, God may put you in the place to make that decision the next time. So, It is risky business trying to lead people, and only God can cause this combination in church life where he gives you leaders that you think love you, have a divine direction in mind, and that you'll be better off in following their leadership. So he says, do this in that assembly. Uh, And he said, why submit to them? He said, because they're watching over your souls. And that word is a word that means sleepless. They lose sleep. It was used of a guard. You don't go to sleep on duty. He's assuming you're a true shepherd who is sleepless about your duties. You're, you're watchful. You're wakeful. 
The flock mattered to you. you. You know, the wolves don't sleep much. The lions are night prowlers. You got to be on the alert because the devil and his uh, folks like to destroy God's people. You smell like fresh blood to the lion. We used to say that newborn lamb, the lion catches the whiff of the blood and he goes out to devour it. And God has appointed human leaders to help, help protect and defend. The devil wants to destroy you, wants to destroy your home, wants to destroy your children, wants to destroy your testimony. And God has put us other brothers that are also targets of the devil. We're all here to help one another, protect one another, guard one another, encourage one another. Because we want to make it through this world and not be devoured. We've got heaven made. It's getting through this life. It's tough. It's a tough journey. And then he says, uh, the way you treat these leaders who must give an account to God, let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. I cannot tell you of the woes of so many who've led in the church. I quit going to certain pastor meetings because I didn't want to hear the dregs of all the church problems. It's a terrible thing to give with a bunch of pastors and have a bunch of them being spit out and you're trying to be an encouragement. And I'm thinking, is this the household of faith? This is where the Holy Spirit is working? This is where, and they're fighting over a $20 issue? And they're fussing about this? Fussing about that, and you see that pastor? I've seen joyless pastors and joyless wives. People just can just grind them to shreds. Southern Baptist said the average tenure of a Southern Baptist pastor, his first pastorate is less than two years. You don't want to hear that, but guess what you would like to have? You'd like for somebody to pastor you. At least you need them for funerals. You can't complain then. They say whatever they want. You need somebody to marry off your daughters. What about to lead with joy? Why do you think I've been here 45 years? The majority of you have brought me joy. Joy. I got a card this week from a sister that used to attend this church, and she wrote, she moved away, and just... I want to thank you for the word I was taught. I want to thank you for the kindness of the church. And I want to, all she did was a thank you and yours truly. What, what a joy. What a joy. I, I met Jesse a few weeks ago, and when we were just talking, meeting, he said, and you're Phil Howard who? Yeah, I'm, okay. And I hear you on the radio every morning. I mean, he, he's a desperate man to turn on the radio at 530. So remembering. You know, pray for him. Uh, you know what? It's our job to make leadership on any level, whether it's a children's department, youth department, the women's men. Let us encourage people willing to take the risk to lead. We need your prayers and appreciation more than vain compliments. I just want to know. Are you praying for us? We're mere people trying to lead. 
And leadership is not easy on any level, whether you're going to be running for a Republican or a Democrat. And someone asked me, how do you vote? <laughs> moving, moving right on. Uh, let us, uh, where do you get church leadership? Uh, if you were nominated to be uh, uh, a deacon or an elder, uh, where should we begin? Look at First Timothy. He said, uh, when you're looking at a man to be an overseer of God's people, look into his home. Look into his home. What his wife nominating? Or what his children nominating? Or would they gasp once they heard his name? <gasps> no. I mean, would the dog have a heart attack? You know you got the wrong man. So when you're going to find a guy that's going to help lead God's people, you ought to ask, how does he run the home? Well, he doesn't. He's maybe a passive man. We keep telling the woman, follow him, follow him. And she keeps saying, he's a parked truck. He's not going anywhere. I keep bumping into him. He's passive. He likes video games, sports, and uh, a beer now and then. And you want me to follow? And he's fat. <laughs> you call that leadership? You know, this is convicting, folks. Uh, he says here, he must manage his own house so well with all dignity, keeping his children gagged. <laughs> no, no, submissive, under authority, under control of some type. For if he does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of God's church? It goes this way. If you're bombing out in a small sphere, God's never going to promote you to a larger one. If you're getting an F in the home, God says, oh, you need to lead a church. Or you need to be an elder. You need, you need to lead something. No, no, no. You need to find out what God wants you to do with this sphere. Because guess what? You've been voted in as leader teacher if you're a dad. It's, it comes with the turf. Now, you will teach, good or bad, but you will teach. Can't help it. And he said, he uses the word, he must manage, and then he uses the interchangeable word, how will he care for the church of God. And this word manage is the same word in 1 Timothy 5.17. Let the elders who rule well, the word there is manage, proistomy, and preach, teach. And so they're to manage the household of faith. I, I grew up, I wanted to just preach, teach. The management part has been the hard part. Because I think I could manage 30 people, but a thousand adults is tough. It's real challenging. Now, what you might say, you need more CEOs. You need more guys to do this and do that in the marketplace. Could you run a successful company and not be qualified to lead a church? You see, companies run on dollars, orders. I can fire you. Most of the church is run by volunteers. 
And they have to be motivated. They have to feel loved, wanted, appreciated, cared for before they want to be a part. It's a different kind of leadership. And that brings us to the end of our time today here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Closing out our program, I'd like to leave you with our contact information, especially in light of the fact that this is a listener-supported ministry. And as you contact us, not only with prayer support, but financial support as well, we're able to continue the ministry, not just on Sundays, but Monday through Friday as well here on KFAX. Please prayerfully consider that as you contact us today with your gift, 855 855- 833-9864 is our phone number. Again, that's 855-833-9864. Or write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And another way to contact us, probably the easiest, is through our website, valleybible.org. It's there that you can even take advantage of our secure online donations. You can also take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth and walk in Christ. Again, valleybible.org. It's there that we also have a bit more information about who we are and what we believe and directions if you would like to join us for worship. Service times are at 9 and 11 this morning, and we'd love to see you face-to-face. And don't forget, as you partner with us financially and become a TFT sustainer, you'll receive a quarterly newsletter, a -a once-a-year special gift, along with access to Take a Break, which is the weekly devotional video by Pastor Phil. Find out more at valleybible.org or call 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.